Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Sup? Uh, nope, I'm never doing that again. Nope, I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> you tried something new. Try not new things. Almost, yeah. almost worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not very hipster here. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> welcome to yet another current events Monday, hence the ties, the professional getup, the uh, casual uh, sportscaster feel. If we gave that off, I don't really know why, because that wasn't intentional. But hey, maybe it's there. Did someone say that? I, nope. But I oh. just figured maybe it's there. People might. People might. People might. So, you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, you got to yeah. always think about what people may yeah per, uh, perception yeah. Spe- people's perspe- Spe- perception speculation is the best way yeah. to do anything uh says everyone assuming really. yes so yeah so today we are talking about some very very interesting uh uh legislative pieces of action um some things that happened particularly in a neighboring state to the state i live in for the next couple of weeks at least and um yeah, wonderfully so, uh, worded to not give anything away. Thank you. Was I vague enough while luring you in? Quite vague. <laughs> great, great. Definitely on the vague side. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any lure- luring going on? To I don't lure know. Okay, I think that's, well, that's more the audience because I already know what we're talking about. That's true. You know? So you're already in. You're like I'm already, already in. Sold, you know, I yeah. guess on this. I'm already in. So. It, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. Then Jake's got his uh, theological warm up, and then I've got my theological wrap up at the at the very very end. So um, that's the the spectrum of news to theology. We got that like one to two ratio thing going on. So my wrap up I've entitled "Keeping the Fool Out of Office." And mm. uh, should I give it away now? I will. I, I'm not talking about Joe Biden, although that title seems to insinuate that it's it's not actually this this time around. Maybe next time. Um, so before we get into all of that, though, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And it is one verse this week. Yeehaw. Uh, not multiple verses. Our first, our only verse this week. I don't know why I said first. It's because I have a couple other verses that like build on this and describe it a little bit. So I have a couple I'm going to talk about in my breakdown. But the verse of the week is Proverbs 13, verse 20. This verse says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And again, that's Proverbs 13, 20. I'm going to talk a lot more about this particular passage in my wrap up, or at least mention it and pull it in, um, give it more context. So that will be more obvious. But in the meantime, uh, I do have to speak to it a little bit before we get into our current events. So I wanted to also pull in another passage that I think what? relates really? really closely. Yeah, I do I have to talk that. about this. Yeah, I know. That's, that's how we're doing things. We decided. Um, but Proverbs 14, verse 7, talks about this <laughs> passage as well, a little bit. It talks to the same topic. So Proverbs 14, 7 says, Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Now, all of this is tied to what? Obviously tied to a fool, tied to the actions we should be taking around a fool. But I really want to hone in. We're going to talk more about this throughout the week. So I don't have to get super duper specific right now. But I want to hone in a little bit on the kind of company you keep. 
especially in today's day and age, um, with everything going on, with so many people being introverts, so many people hating people in general, mm. so many people spending so much time alone on their couches, um, you know, just watching TV or, or doing whatever, not interacting with the world, not spending time with other people. Um, th there's so much of that that happens. And so us as Christians can look at that and pendulum swing. We can go the other direction and say, no, all right, let's not do that. Let's spend time with more people. But the unfortunate side effect of, of that particular kind of pendulum swing is that we aren't really picky about the sorts of people we want to hang out with. <laughs> we just don't want to be like the ones that don't hang out with anybody, right? So oh, I, I love I love people. Look, I, I'm hanging out with people. Look, I'm, I'm spending time with, with, with people. Um, and meanwhile, you're becoming mm. a fool. And you're wondering, well, but, 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 but why? I, I didn't do what the other people did. I went and I'm, I've got friends. Look, I'm learning. I'm socializing. I'm doing all those wonderful <clears throat> non-homeschool things, says the stereotype. Um, <laughs> and the interesting thing here is I, I thought that these passages really get to the heart of the matter. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise mm -hmm. but the companion of fools will suffer harm in so many ways and what do we do when we're in the presence of a fool leave we leave the presence of a fool we run we flee the presence of a fool for there you do not meet words of knowledge so what do we get from this what do we gather from companionship from spending time around people what, is, what does it seem like the Bible is talking about when it talks about when we spend time with people? Is it purely for our enjoyment? No. Is it purely just to have a good time? No. Is it purely just to say, look, I socialized? No. Right. It's to gain wisdom. It's to become wise. It's to get words of knowledge. That's why we spend time with people. That's not all the reasons why. I mean, we can't spend our whole day doing that, right? But... There are obviously times to relax, but even in our relaxation, we should still not stoop to the level of a fool. Even in our relaxation, we shouldn't just completely let our minds go numb and be complete fools. We mm -hmm. should still be sharing words of wisdom and knowledge with brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, with that, I want to pass it over to Jake to talk about our current events. Jake, what the heck happened this week? Is it good? Is it bad? How do I feel here? What's the... What's the vibe? <laughs> uh, it's definitely, it's definitely both. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I, One of these weeks, can you just make it really, really happy? That would be just so cool. <laughs> I wish if that You're like, were I don't write the news. day and age. If, if, yeah. yeah, we would have to get away from news. We would have to talk about, <laughs> we would have to talk about a thousand years ago in order to do that. Yeah. Um, or what things but, will look like a thousand years from now. <laughs> true. True. That's true. But um, Iowa's governor, uh, Kim Reynolds, just signed into law a ban on abortion that would stop any abortion in which the baby's heartbeat was decided. It's a basic heartbeat bill that would stop abortion after six weeks. Um, normal. You know, this is uh, everybody's been doing this. And ever since Roe, it's been even more easily uh, pushed through. Um, it was a majority vote. It was basically unanimous. Um, aside from 
the very few Democratic senators and representatives, which it's Iowa. How many of there can there be? Um, <laughs> not a lot. Right. Um, like and especially after the Dobbs v. Jackson case, which got rid of Roe v. Wade, um, abortion is no longer legal on a federal level, right? So Iowa Ooh. put this ban through with uh, without a fear of repercussions, right? You would expect, oh, you know, everyone, the whole, all the people want it, you know, the senators want to put it through it unanimously. The representatives, the people, the senators, the the governor, they all want this to go through, right? You would think that's enough representation. It goes through without an issue, which, you know, there should not, should not be any issues. Um, any law on a state level that pertains to abortion now, since Roe was overturned, should not be challenged without, with a lawsuit. Yeah. Of course, we we need to challenge lawmakers to make laws based on biblical perspective, right? There, in a sense, I'm not saying that this is true of anything. I'm saying this is now true of abortion, right? That any law, according to abor- abortion, good or bad, should not be challenged with a lawsuit, okay? Because it can't be challenged with a lawsuit because on a federal level, it's loud, right? Hmm. However, if the are issues with the with the ban right if there are issues with the law or sorry not not ban but there are issues with the law that allows abortion a lot then the then the christians in that area should be challenging those lawmakers to change the law and put a ban on it whether that be completely or a, a little bit as for what's going on here they're starting with six weeks and hopefully they're continuing going less and less and less but, and and there are no grounds for any lawsuit to be filed. There should be. But like all things, the left does exactly that. They push against it, even though it makes no rational sense. <laughs> in Iowa, after Governor Reynolds signed the law uh, and put it into the state, the state laws, um, a state judge halted the law from going through. Judge Joseph Seedlin stopped the ban, saying it was unconstitutional. Oh, goodness. Wow. Even though the Supreme Court, the, the Supreme Law of the Land, overturned Roe v. Wade. And yep. has pushed it back to the states to decide for themselves. There should be no limitation. There, sorry, let me rephrase that. There are no limitations from a federal government from the federal government stopping this, the state of Iowa from putting this ban through. What grounds does this judge have? Uh, again, the, the people elect representatives to represent them in the state government, government, and those same representatives voted on this bill unanimously and allowed it to pass, making it law. Again, the signing process already happened. There are no legal... Again, I keep saying this. I I keep stressing this. I know I've probably said this a bunch, and I'm probably repeating myself a ton of times. But I want to make it clear. There should be no rational understanding of this. There are no legal proceedings that should be hindering this from going through. Of course, the left does not follow 
any rational or legal sense. Or at least they don't follow what the culture of America has set as the standard since the founding of its nation. Being rational and using common sense and being legal, being a lawful person, is something that is not innate. Is not something that's innate in the humans, in humans, but given to us by a biblical culture. And here it comes to my slightly theological warm-up. Uh, my title for this is Common Sense. What is that? <laughs> we have stressed 50. on our show the fact that we are to live by a standard given to us by God. We've also talked about how the unbeliever does not live consistently by their standard. Just setting all this up. Hopefully, just, I know everybody in the audience is probably thinking, oh, where is he going? What's happening? You know, what, what, where is it going? Just follow me on what I'm saying for right now, right? The unbeliever does not live consistently by their standard because they believe murder is wrong. They believe th stealing is wrong. Um, and that murder is wrong. Right, murder for that they understand more murder as being a bad thing because God has wrote, written His law on on our hearts, and we have a conscience given to us by God that tells us the very basics of morality, like murder or theft as being criminal activities. However, in our nation, right, we have seen years of great prosperity in our ability to judge morality. And that is because our nation has been so steeped in God's law since our founding that it's, we have something called common sense. However, due to our nation falling away and rejecting God and his perfect law, we have seen the collapse of morality. And with that collapse and with that, a collapse of what Americans would call common sense. Because of us rejecting God, rejecting morality, rejecting God's law, we have lost common sense. First, I want to make sure that our, in our audience we understand that we are losing common sense. I don't think this is much of an issue for most people to understand. I, th I think it's actually something that's settled very a lot among uh, generations, among our people among the Americans today that people are losing common sense. The newest generation coming up has lost common sense. I think a great example to show this is how many car accidents we have today. In 1913, there were 2 million drivers and 1.3 million cars on the road. In 1913. And since 1913 until 2021... The rate of car accidents has increased 1,018%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The amount of car accidents we see today has increased by 1,018% since 1913. People are crazy drivers. They crash into other cars because we have lost what? Common sense. We've lost common sense. I knew sense. it. I knew it wasn't just me. I knew they were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Again, I think this is seen by everyone. You go driving. You go out to drive to work, drive to wherever. And 
you have to worry about what other people are doing. For reals. Right? And and that means that you have common sense because you're actually worrying about what other people are doing. But the people that you're worrying about don't worry about you. They don't care. <laughs> they yeah. don't see you. It's not yeah. that it's not it's not a world that they share with everybody else. It's their world. <laughs> right? right? To them, it is their world. They have blinders <sighs> yeah. on. They can only see what they want to see. Yeah. I believe there are so many other instances and so many other examples one could bring up to show the lack of common sense in our nation. But I, I don't think I need to go into those. I think people understand it at this point. And so let me continue by asking a question. What is common sense? What is it? Common sense is defined by a basic Google search as good sense and sound judgment in practical matters. Hmm. Common sense is not a word you could find in the Bible. You can't drum up a word search and type in common sense and, uh, and find that in the Bible. You might be able to find those two words <laughs> separate from each other. I don't know if you could find them together. So common sense is not something that you could find in the Bible. But using that definition, right, the definition of good sense and sound judgment in practical matters, we can find a word that means just about the same thing. That word is wisdom. Yes, wisdom is common sense. How do we find wisdom? And why is our nation losing wisdom? Well, let's look to what the Bible says on that matter, as we always should. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Let me continue with another verse. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. I think that sets it up quite clearly that wisdom or what we know as as common sense, what we've defined as as common sense can only be found through the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as we can see, I I think this is also quite notable. uh, Knowledge and wisdom go hand in hand. Wisdom or common sense are things that have to be learned but they are easily kept by a nation if they continue in God's law. I think we can certainly see that throughout America's history. That even when, I I think, and this is only my speculation, if someone wants to say otherwise, I, I, I don't fully go against them. But by my speculation, by my assuming, um, I think we started losing our Christian nation around the Civil War. When the Civil War occurred, that started, and actually more like Reconstruction. Reconstruction started um, the fall of our nation. But we yep. see glimpses today of God's law and, and some people understanding at least a little bit of common sense. That's how much, that's how long a nation can continue in common sense and still have this blessing of common sense because God blessed our nation from its outset, from the, from the beginning. We've had this innate or habit 
of common sense, and it still lasted up until this day to where we've seen giant repercussions when we start, started losing that. Let me end with another verse in a call to action, because I know Bruce is chomping at the bit, wanting to <laughs> go over his uh, theological nah, Take your time. Take your time. Um, let me let me say this first. This verse uh, says, And now, o, o Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I am teaching you. This is God to Israel. And do them that you may live and go and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. You shall not add to the word that I commanded you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I commanded you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at uh, Baal Peor. For the the Lord your God destroyed from among you all the men who followed Baal or Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are all alive today. See, I have taught you statutes and rules as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, who when, all, when they hear all these statutes will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. And that is Deuteronomy 4, 1 through 6. I probably <clears throat> didn't need to add the first part of that, but I thought it set up the situation quite well. What it's saying is that God's law is our wisdom. God's law is how we receive common sense. God's law gives us wisdom, and our nation should have common sense. It is a blessing on our nation to have common sense that people would look out for other people, care about others when driving, and that we should be cautious, that we should pay attention Right? That's common sense. That is wisdom. That is God's law. That is given to us by God's law. This may seem like a Sunday school answer or a Sunday school call to action or basic gospel pastor sermon, whatever. But (laughs) we need to study God's word. Yes, we need to study God's word. But that means all of his word, the full gospel, not the basic or limited gospel but the entirety of his word, including his law. That's what gives us wisdom. Let me end with this. So today, study wisdom, use common sense, and be godly and rational Christians. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And that is a tremendous segue into our theological wrap-up today. Um, Dude, brilliantly stated brilliantly put loved every second of it and um highly recommend you guys go back and listen to parts of that as well because there was a lot there and i certainly would love to hear it a second time because there's a lot in there um my theological wrap-up ties i hope really well into what jacob just stipulated and articulated um i've titled this keeping the fool out of office and I know you're going to get confused. You're like, oh man, is he talking about keeping Joe Biden out of office? It's actually not at all related to Joe Biden. I know that's probably the first thought that comes into your head, but that's not even remotely close to where this is going. But 
I can understand why you'd go there. Um, I have three sections. Joe Biden is the uh, the he cause the of putting fools of into the, office. Yes, actually, he's the result. He's the symptom. The, yes, he is yeah, the, the sorry. The he's result. the epitome of a fool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anywho, I have three sections in my outline today that I'm what that I want to talk about. So the first section, I want to ask the question: Who is a fool? After that, I want to. I want to ask uh, and discuss, not ask, I really, I want to discuss the evil brought by fools. And then I want to wrap it up with the people elect leaders that bend to their will. So who is a fool? Here we go. Get ready for this nice long list of a very big description of who a fool is. Fools tell themselves that there is no God. Psalm 14, 1. They are compla- um, complacent. Uh, Proverbs uh, one thirty two. They hate and despise learning true wisdom. Proverbs one seven. They make their parents feel shame. Proverbs ten verse one. Using them even as messengers for a simple task of delivering a message uh, is like breaking your own legs and drinking violence. Quote drinking violence. Proverbs twenty six verse six. They slander and talk badly of other people. Proverbs. 10 verse 18 their words will be like whips on their own back proverbs 14 verse 3 and their mouths pour out folly and insanity constantly proverbs 15 verse 2 how how in the world you're all sitting there asking this question i'm sure how in the world can one person possibly embody all of those things i mean how is that even possible? One person, all of that in one person? What the heck? It's because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise this wisdom and this instruction. They despise the remarkable beauty of the law of God. The fool embodies all those horrible things and more because he does not fear the Lord. Apart from our Lord and King, that's every last one of us. Every last one of us embodies that full list apart from Christ Jesus, our Lord. Without the restraining hand of God, all of us are fools. Fools are literally people that the wise are told to avoid. Proverbs thirteen twenty: whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And we talked about that, we talked about that earlier. That's how potent the fool is. Even just being a companion to him will bring you harm. And we're given a warning in Proverbs 14, 7 to run from the presence of a fool. That's our verse of the week. So hopefully it's kind of obvious now who a fool is, what he is, what he embodies, all of that. So let's talk about the evil brought by fools. Fools don't just hurt the people around them. In their immediate vicinity, they bring destruction on their entire civilization, especially if they're allowed to become the majority. They bring poor financial ideologies, economic collapse, selfish neighbors, recklessly uncaring drivers, <laughs> like Jake yeah. talked about, recklessly uncaring construction workers, and friends who lay traps for other friends. And they do all this with a glaring arrogance and self-justification. All of this leads to a society without self-control and a society without self-control leaves a massive power vacuum that's usually filled by the civil government. And that should be obvious today. We see that everywhere. This leads to overtaxation, poverty, depression, fiscally and mentally, and eventually a complete societal collapse. But hey, 
you know, some of you might be, you know, might be thinking to yourselves, nah, there's, there's no way that just a few fools could, could destroy an entire nation. I mean, that, that wouldn't happen, right? That may be so. Maybe God won't destroy uh, a nation entirely from the inside because of fools. But I do want to summarize a passage that um, actually my pastor went over in today's sermon, which was very interesting. And I thought that this was very well uh, uh, timed, or I should say yesterday's sermon. (laughs) We are recording this Sunday afternoon. Um, But this is a summarized version of Isaiah 5, verses 24 through 28. This passage says, They have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he stretched out his hand against them and struck them, and the mountains quaked. He will raise a signal for nations far away and whistle for them from the ends of the earth. And behold, quickly, speedily, they come. None is weary, none stumbles, none slumbers or sleeps. Not a waistband is loose, not a sandal strap broken. Their arrows are sharp, all their bows bent. Their horses' hooves seem like flint, and their wheels like the whirlwind. End quote. Those are the armies from the outside that attacked and destroyed Israel. Those are the armies that from the outside have attacked and destroyed every nation that has turned its back on God. Those are the armies from the outside that will destroy America if it doesn't turn back. Fools will utterly destroy a nation whether that's from the inside or from the outside. Okay, my final section, wrap this up. We might go two to three minutes overboard. I hope that's okay. I'm going to see how quickly I can get through this. The people elect leaders that bend to their will. The people elect leaders that bend to their will. We are all, I'm sure, casually familiar with the events of Exodus 32, which is the story of the golden calf. But who was to blame in that story? Aaron or the people? Well, I think the answer is yes. (laughs) Notice how the people acted when Moses was around. Before he went up to speak with God and after he returned, the people submitted. But when the strong-willed leadership of Moses was gone, the people became utter fools and they, quote, elected a new leader that would give them into their folly, that would give them Uh, over to their stupidity, their foolishness. Notice how folly compounds from just a few naysayers to the entire people group. Foolishness is apparently contagious, Proverbs 14, 7. It took Moses strongly reprimanding the fools to wake them up and then feeding them literal gold. (laughs) It takes wise leaders to stand against the compounding folly of a nation, poisoned by just a a few fools, Proverbs 19, 25. Otherwise, the people will keep electing leaders that will support their insanity. So, how do we keep the fool out of office? How do we do this? How is it that we keep the fools, like Joe Biden, (laughs) out of office? We correct the people. As we come up to uh, the next election cycle, we look forward and we think that our answers will be solved somehow by some machinery of Uh, political will, if you will, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Politics, while important, are never 
the answer. Politics, while important, are never the answer. It's always the church. It's always the people of God. If they are fools, so will the nation be fools. That's where our fight needs to be. That's why we need to run from weak-willed churches. Run from churches that are fools. Because if we sit in those churches, what are we told happens to us? We become like them. We become fools. So leave or fix it. There is no sitting there and taking it. And that is where I will leave you today. Any 30-second comments, quick things you want to add, Jake, before we wrap it up? So I think um, going back to where you started, um, saying that we all embody the fool. We all are like that fool in all the things that we do. So I think this is an appropriate call to action or an appropriate way to leave our audience uh, with the verse um, in James 1, 5, and it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without approach, and it will be given him. Amen. Yes, indeed. And with that, uh, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, follow us on Gab, Rumble, Getter, uh, you, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, but uh, we prefer you follow us on places that don't hate free speech and actually support the First Amendment. So go to gab.com slash show. Go to rumble.com. Uh, go to Getter and all those places that actually care about free speech. Thank you all so, so much again for watching and listening to us. We hope to see you on Wednesday when we break down the final chapters in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's our last day with that book. And then Friday... Special guest coming up. It's my pastor, Pastor Jonathan Hansen. Hopefully, he's going to be joining us to discuss the next book that we start next week. So you don't you don't want to miss our episodes this week. Thank you so much, and we will see you on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> I forgot what day it was. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. 